0: Welcome back to the call on our shot podcast. I'm Austin. I'm joined by Logan and we're back every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. This is our weekly podcast. and We're going to talk about everything sports in this one. But first off, if you are new to the channel, click that subscribe button down below. Click that like button too. And again, shout out to all our COS all-stars, which continue to support our channel. If you want to become an all-star today, click the join button on the channel or the link in the description. Logan, how are you doing today? I didn't know what we were going to talk about today, but then we got a bunch of bombshells dropped on us and now we, uh, we got some topics.
1: I know. I'm. I'm really excited uh, to to do this episode today because I was like, "What are we going to talk about? We're going to really sit here talking about Calvin Ridley and his gambling problem." No, we we actually got some real NFL news, and and the, it was a big day in sports. And I'm I'm really excited uh, to talk about it. How are you doing?
0: I am doing pretty well. We've been in a little bit of a topsy turvy run in the NBA, but I think we're yeah. getting back after it in the next couple of days. But yeah, it's a. It's been a crazy day in the NFL, and I'm excited to kind of drop in and talk about some things. Um, We'll probably stick away from the NBA today, but hopefully we're recording this right now at 7.51 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday night. As of right now, we don't have any news on the MLB lockout. Maybe we'll have news as the episode progresses, and maybe hopefully there's baseball back by the time you guys are listening to this. But either way, I mean, let's hop into—I mean, there's just two big storylines today. We'll start with the first one that dropped— Aaron Rodgers going back to the Green Bay Packers. Now, last week we talked about him. We were like, I think we both were on the same page. It was he's either retiring or he's going back to the Packers, and lo and behold, he is back to Green Bay. But what are your initial thoughts? I mean, this is kind of what we expected last week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been talking about I, I know, you know, some some people wanted to make it bigger a story than than it really was. I really just always saw this being Aaron Rodgers' best chance to, you know finish out his career on a high note, right? It was going to be the Green Bay Packers. It was going to be an organization that that he's given, you know, several really good years of high-level football. He just hasn't really, you know, gotten to that elite, elite level, right? He's only won the one Super Bowl. It feels like Aaron Rodgers has that unfinished business narrative, right? You know, especially, you know, kind of last year in that cryptic message with Devontae Adams, the whole last dance thing. I think really we're going to see the last dance version and the all in chips to the table version of the Green Bay Packers this year. And Aaron Rodgers realized, you know, my best chance to win is with the Packers and he's being paid handsomely for it. I mean, I don't know what their salary cap situation is. I don't know what what they're going to do really to address other parts of the football team. But I know, right, didn't they uh, franchise tag Devontae Adams? I'm pretty sure I saw that. Yes, he was franchise tag, yep. Yeah, so, so obviously you're bringing back his number one target, you know, but one of the best receivers in the league. So you know what? Green Bay is is poised to run it back. And I think this automatically makes them once again an NFC contender.
0: Yeah, I think I'm on the same page with you. I mean, I, it would have been weird. As much as you know, I love to see random things happening in the NFL, people changing teams. And we'll talk about the next QB that's on the move in a second. But I just never could picture aaron rodgers in a different jersey than a Green bay Packers he just has always been ingrained in that in that green and gold and green and yellow and i just never could see it happening and you're right this is the best chance he has of winning now he could have gone to other teams and maybe they could have built around him but i will i wouldn't be surprised if we see the Packers kind of going all in and in this kind of uh kind of like we saw with the Rams last year where they kind of just made all mm-hmm. the right moves and get everything going. And wouldn't be surprised if we see Jordan Love traded too. Now, who knows what Jordan Love's going through or, you know, how long this Aaron Rodgers deal is. I know there's been reports about a deal that he signed, but Aaron Rodgers came out and said those reports are completely false. So yeah. I'm curious exactly kind of how long they tied him up for, but this is the best opportunity for Rodgers to win. He does have unfinished business. He's going to, Hopefully, you know, he can at least get back and into the Super Bowl and lead this Packers team back into the to the playoffs. I mean, that they've been in the playoffs every single year, but they just have not really, really kind of lived up to expectations the past couple of years. So I'm excited yeah. for him. I'm sure Packers fans are have a breathe a sigh, sigh of relief as he's back because who knows what this team. I mean, they saw Jordan Love play for one game. <laughs> and they were like, please, We'll give you we'll give you our newborn. We'll name our newborn child there. And like once they saw Jordan Love play one one snap, they are like, eh yikes so they they really I, realized how good they got it with rogers
1: i you know what for, for any of you maybe new school people maybe maybe you know the 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 internet reference i'm talking about but the whole i've seen what i needed to see immediately no that was the packers with jordan love they saw what they needed to see when when he got some women playing time and they're like oh boy like they 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 just it was one of those like clearly not ready young really young quarterback deer in headlights kind of situations and and this is really interesting depending on how many years they they are bringing back Aaron Rodgers for like you said i mean i saw reports of like four years but i mean who knows really what's what's going to come out of of the deal but i mean this is the ultimate vote of no confidence in in jordan love being the future of this of this football team because if he if he was the future you you think Green Bay might try to move on from Aaron Rodgers, but clearly not the case. George, Jordan Love, yeah, I mean he's 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 probably gonna have to sit and wait, or maybe do they try to trade him for pennies on the dollar? I mean they're not gonna get much in return for just pretty much a quarterback prospect at, at this moment.
0: Yeah, it's tough to trade a guy like that who didn't you know come in and just immediately light up the show. He hasn't exactly. really played all that much, so I don't I think they'll get a ton back for him. And maybe they'll keep him. Maybe we'll see Rodgers sign kind of like a Tom Brady ish kind of deal where he signed what two yeah. years with the Bucks and then who knows what he does after the third year kind of thing. And I'm just excited for the, the Packers. Glad they got Devontae Adams back. I don't think it was ever a question that Adams wouldn't be back with Rogers. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, they're going to be one of the front runners out in the NFC, probably one or two, right with the Rams. And they're going to be, I mean, just who they are. And I'm hoping they can, you know, kind of, I don't know. They just have been let, letting people down. And so I don't. I know Rodgers has a lot of lot of haters. A lot of people that love him. He's got a. Basically, you're on one end of the spectrum with with Rogers, and you got mm-hmm. to respect him for his talent. And I'm hopeful. I'm curious what moves they make in free agency because obviously the team they've been playing with the past couple of years hasn't really been able to get it done. So I mm-hmm. wonder exactly. Do you have any idea what you think? I mean, there are some free agents out there, and free agency I believe starts in about a week, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Well, I mean.
0: Really if I'm going to adjust the defense I mean I feel like the defense has been good and then
1: when it's needed it's bad. Right like that that's the thing it's like he was playing with a pretty decent defense you know last year I I mean they had their struggles you know a couple years prior to that defensively and it was always Aaron Rodgers go score some points but that wasn't really the case last year so I'm really you know trying to think about maybe you have small hole here small hole there but really, the reason why the Packers didn't flourish last year was just simply because Aaron Rodgers didn't really make the big plays that, that he made in the regular season. He, he just, like, like we talked about, I think maybe a couple of weeks ago, he was just in ultimate conserve – like he was in conserve mode. He was in the whole let's play short game, what, you know, this is a long game. And then all of a sudden you look up Packers special teams. Okay, fine. There, we can talk about the special teams because that's really what cost them against the, against the 49ers. Because you look up at the scoreboard and all of a sudden it's, whoa where the 49ers come from well it was the special teams that cost them and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers who was playing a really conservative game he wasn't he wasn't ready to you know make the deep plays and that's i guess that that's that, that's an area of weakness
0: yeah and i'm glad they kind of addressed that with i believe they hired Rich Pisaccia, the obviously the Raiders interim head coach i think he's their new special yeah. teams coach so hopefully they're trying to address that area because yeah that basically did cost them against the 49ers i mean their defense yeah. played well enough they just Gave up one touchdown, and that was on a blocked punt. So, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I think we did talk about it either last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about how when he gets down, he's super conservative. Unlike you know the gunslingers, the young guys that are just they don't know any better. Maybe Rodgers has a bunch of you know, you know, just kind of memories of how he might have made some throws in the past that just didn't go all too well, and maybe that's why he's super conservative. But I think they're going to be obviously your front runner in the NFC a team that's going to be I mean it's they're going to be up near the top assuming everyone is healthy and you know Matt LaFleur has got to be happy with him back and I'm sure Packers fans got to be excited
1: yeah if if I'm a Packers fan (laughs) I can finally sleep at night right you know the the whole Aaron Rodgers drama we didn't know really how long it would go on you know through March even but you know they can sleep well at night knowing once again they they'll be in the mix that's the, 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 the the no doubt about it they will be in the mix but the question is, is are, are they are they playoff you know primed and, and going to perform? We, we don't know that. It's going to be a long time till we find out the answer to that.
0: hundred percent. I found it funny because when the news dropped, you sent me a text that said, I had a Broncos Super Bowl future bet. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what am I going to do with it now? And we were just joking about throwing it in the trash. Obviously, you don't I have know. a ticket, but it was just a joke, and you're going to throw it in the trash. And then just a couple of hours later, Russell Wilson traded to the Denver Broncos. Now, I don't know the exact deals. I know Drew Locke's on his way, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, I believe, like a D-tackle, and then a bunch of first-round picks. I think their first-round pick this year, second-round pick this year, and then a first-round and second-round next year, and like a swap of fifths. But what a deal out of nowhere, really. I mean, I know a lot of people were saying, Russell "Russell Westbrook. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Russell Wilson. I apologize right now. (laughs) I'm sorry. Russell Wilson, you don't deserve that. Um, But – yeah, Russell Wilson, we were talking about him, how he's was potentially on the move. We were talking about a bunch of different teams, like the Titans. Like, we talked about the Giants, and we talked about the Denver Broncos were obviously at the top of that list. Steelers were on that list, too. And then, lo and behold, he goes to the Broncos. And I want to hear your immediate reactions, because I have some reactions to this one, because this is a big deal. I mean, he's going into the AFC West, obviously going to be playing against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, both each two times a year this is a, just a deep division now that you know you look at the Broncos what have they been missing the last couple of years on elite quarterback
1: exactly you you, you touched on the exact point I was going to say this is the piece that the Broncos needed for you know even since Peyton Manning right Peyton Manning had those really good statistical years he did went he, he he lost the C, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks and then you know he, he did beat the Carolina Panthers uh, you know limping around that wasn't Peyton Manning. Really, since then, the the Broncos have been trying to find a quarterback. It's just been a revolving door, and now you're bringing in a proven winner, a proven championship, Russell Wilson. He's going to change that team. He's going to change the culture. And I think, if anything, he's going to be up to the challenge of playing those elite quarterbacks. You know, like you said, two times a year against Pat Mahomes, two times against Justin Herbert. Look, I mean, that this is one of the better divisions in football now. All of a sudden, you know, overnight, the Broncos emerge as maybe a dark horse, you know, playoff team, at least in the AFC, right? You know, it's going to be tough to say that they're in the upper tier of the AFC. Like, I, I can't I can't go out on that limb. But he's definitely going to make them a hell of a lot better. And, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to know because, you know, the immediate knee-jerk reaction of the, of the internet was, oh, my gosh, the the Seahawks got the way better end of this trade. Because if you look at it on paper, you know, They gave up, the the Broncos gave up so much just to get Russell Wilson. Do you think that that was, I don't know, equitable?
0: Um, The two things I think of. um, Number one, a lot of people said the exact same thing about Stafford and the Lions trade. Yeah. Well, you'll see how that one panned out. Um, You can see, obviously, I mean, they gave up a lot of them in three first round picks or something like that. Jared Goff, obviously, and some other things. Obviously, I think Rams fans would be perfectly happy with how that trade has panned out. Number two. As a Jets fan, I know how important QB play is because we haven't had a good QB. I mean, we have not we have bad QB play for the better part of my whole life. And so I know how important a good QB is. You can't win in the NFL without a good QB. It's just physically impossible. You see, it kind of hurt the 49ers. No offense to Jimmy Garoppolo. He just caught a stray bullet. But yeah. I just like Russell Wilson. I think what this gives Russell Wilson is, and I think the Broncos, I think both teams got a good end of the deal. Like obviously the Seahawks, Who knows where their future is? Will Drew Locke start next year? They got obviously all these picks, which they kind of didn't have a ton of picks going because they have traded all their picks for Jamal Adams. But now now I feel a little bit good about that trade for Jamal Adams. About the only good thing the uh, the Jets have done probably in the past 10 years is trading away Jamal Adams for those picks. But either way, I really like this for the Denver Broncos. And I really like a dark horse in fantasy football. And I'm sure his name will get floated up the charts. A guy like Jerry Judy. And I think about Jerry Judy because this is the guy that likes to go deep and a lot of guy that runs a lot of deep routes. And Jerry Judy was pretty good last year. He just couldn't get hit on any of those routes. And we yeah. obviously know Russell Wilson, one of those guys that loves chucking it deep. I'm curious how far Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf drop in fantasy football drafts. And that's obviously a question we'll talk about probably in five months, five plus yeah. months. But it is exciting to uh, kind of think about this Broncos offense. And I think you look at you some people – look at Russell Wilson and they say this guy has not been good the past couple of years. I mean, the Seahawks have not honestly been all that great, but I don't really think it's hundred percent his fault. Pete Carroll was kind of, I don't know if Pete Carroll was the best coach. And then we look at their offensive line and run game. It's been kind of non-existent. Chris Carson mm-hmm. was a good you know, fantasy running back. That was mainly because he just got a bunch of dump offs and some cheesy touchdowns and stuff. But they really didn't have a lot of offensive line. You just see Russell Wilson hike it and run for his life. And so I really yeah. like this Broncos offensive line. I really like that the Broncos are committed to the run with Javante Williams, who, you know, you love UNC. He was great at UNC, great in his rookie yeah. year. And who see we'll see if they bring back Melvin Gordon. I think they said they wanted to, but this is something Russell Wilson hasn't had, which is a, a good run game and a good offensive line in a hot minute. I mean, the Seahawks were putting guys at, that were D linemen at offensive linemen. And then. That's not going to work. So I'm excited, but in my head, I think the, ran, the the Broncos will have won this deal. But that's
1: just my immediate opinion. You know, I was kind of hoping I was kind of hoping you go on the other side and be like, oh, they gave up way too much because then it would create more argument. But I just cannot argue seeing what the Rams just did. And uh, I forget what his name was. The Rams front office guy that said F them picks on his T-shirt in the Super oh, Bowl. Yeah, I don't remember
0: steam but I know. Yeah, he was it
1: was it was definitely one of their front office uh, personnel. But he said F them picks. And that's exactly what the NFL is, because if you think about it, a first round pick is great on paper. But how many of them actually bust? How many of them actually turn into that usable franchise type you know, star talent? Not a lot. The answer is not a lot. I mean, on in football, 11, si- 11 players on each side of the ball to say that you're going to get a bona fide superstar starter in the first round, even in the, in the NFL is just not a guarantee. And that's why I'm always, you know, gar- you know, trade for the things that are guaranteed. You know what you're getting with Russell Wilson. You don't know what you're getting with all those first, second you know, round picks. I mean, they're great on paper. It makes you feel better about what, you know, giving up your franchise quarterback. But at the same time, the Seahawks are entering a great period of what I like to call rebuilding mode. And as a Carolina Panthers fan, I know what this looks like as a Jets fan. You know for the, a large portion of your life what this whole rebuild mode is. Welcome to it, Seattle. I mean, they they have holes everywhere, as you mentioned. It, so now, you, now you, they're they're obviously going to be a bottom feeder of the NFC. There's no doubt about that. And honestly, Pete Carroll, your days are numbered. I mean, how you're still the coach my my hot my hot take was that he'd be fired, but I mean he's he's still clinging on life support. I mean that th- that defense like ever since the Legion of Boom departed, right? And everyone remembers the Malcolm Butler Super Bowl play. They were never the same after that. It was it was it was kind of you know wild to see how they dispersed and. And now they're just a shell of what they used to be, you know, they used to pride themselves on defense. But, yeah, Russell Wilson was really truly running for his life in Seattle. And it will be good to see him in a better situation uh, for sure in Denver.
0: Yeah, and people don't think, I mean, this Broncos defense is pretty legit considering how many bad uh, situations their offense put them in. Still, the defense was one of the best in the league, so I'm excited for Russell. I mean, yeah, you're right. That Seahawks defense has not been. They've been always. When I would make my fantasy football videos or whatever, when I'm setting my fantasy lineup, like ooh, taking on the Seattle Seahawks, I am in. I'm starting that guy, whoever it is. But yeah, the Russell Wilson should be super excited. I think he has to accept his no trade cause, which I can't imagine he rejects. It seems like this deal was in place for probably two plus weeks now. But I'm curious exactly where the Seahawks go from here because. What I would hate as a Seahawks fan is to try to try to kinda you know say, oh, maybe Drew Locke's a guy, and then kind of try to build around him. And then you see, oh, he's not a guy, but then you know you're finishing right around like eight and eight consistently for a couple of yeah. years. And while I don't encourage tanking, um, but maybe, you know, wouldn't it surprise me, and I know this is complete just complete dart throw. Wouldn't surprise me if the Seahawks maybe aren't aren't done with making moves. Maybe they're trading yeah. up in the draft or something like that. I mean, they now have—I don't know their exact overall pick, but I know they got the ninth pick from the Broncos. So you can move up with all these new picks and maybe you go for a guy like Malik Willis or some guy that might give you know a little spark to the kind of your future. I don't know who they, how they view Drew Lock. I know Noah Fant's pretty decent too. So they got a tight end, something you know they kind of had a carousel at their tight end position. But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for for both teams. Seahawks, we'll see. I would be very surprised if the Seahawks don't make another move going into exactly. the NFL draft in about a month or so.
1: Yeah. Seahawks historically are one of those aggressive teams. They make a lot of trades. They make a lot of deals. I just cannot see them, you know, saying we're going into a season with Drew Lock and Drew Locke only. No, I feel like either they're going to bring in someone, you know, like you said, in the draft, or even maybe, you know, more of a proven veteran. I mean, and those, those types of quarterbacks definitely exist out in, in the market. So I, I, I don't, I don't think it would be crazy to say that Drew Locke is not the lock and <laughs> pun intended, starter. So, we'll, we'll see.
0: And I think the, one of the big things is puts pressure on is two people. Obviously, Russell Wilson, he's going to get a lot of pressure, but so is Nathaniel Hackett, the new co- uh, coach for the Broncos. I mean, yeah. a lot of people think, you know, Vic Fangio might have been the problem with that offense, and... Vic was a great defensive coordinator. Well, now Nathaniel Hackett, he's not known for defense. He's known for offense. He was with the mm-hmm. QB coach or the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Now he's getting another great elite quarterback. He's going to have to build a system around him. But Russell Wilson, we know he's a great QB. He just needs some time in the pocket, and he can make those throws. So – a lot of pressure will be on both of those two guys, and man, it's it's exciting. I didn't expect this deal to go down today, but we got bam, boom, boom, boom two big deals for elite top ten quarterbacks in the league. So hard to beat that on a Tuesday, which we're going into the podcast on a Wednesday.
1: Yeah, it, I, I love it. I love I love some some early you know shakeups because some sometimes these moves don't happen until later and later in the summer or after post draft. But hey, I'm all, I'm all for it. But get, I love talking about football.
0: Yeah, and as do I, and we're going to be dry on some topics for for a while. So, uh yeah, let's move on into your team because there was some tr- some things that popped up. The Panthers are listening to trade offers for your beloved Christian McCaffrey. And while they have said they don't plan on trading him, I think they said they were looking for if they were to trade him like a first round pick and a a young player that's not, you know, a crazy salary cap kind of ordeal. What is your what is your thoughts on this? Cuz I know you love Christian McCaffrey. You have your jersey somewhere in there and you, yeah. <laughs> where you are. But how do you feel about this?
1: Yeah. Well, this is inevitable, right? They're, they're going to say, you know, when you're, when you're as unavailable as Christian McCaffrey is right. That, you know, the old cliche in football, especially best availability or be, best ability is availability. We all, we all have heard that. And Christian McCaffrey, plain and simple, he just hasn't been available. He hasn't been on the field. It's hard to, it, it's hard to remember how good he actually is in the high level he plays when he's sitting on the bench all the time. Right. You know, so he is, he is kind of getting that injury-prone tag, but look—if I'm the Carolina Panthers, please do not trade this guy, and and I truly mean it because it, I have you know I I have the uh, a pretty uh okay pulse on on Panthers Nation, and I, I can tell you the fan base is is split on this because a lot of the fans are still you know like. That this guy's not playing, he's not doing anything for us. I make a trade, get him out of here, kind of thing. But then there's fans like me who, yes, of course, I have an irrational love for Christian McCaffrey because I because I'm smart enough and savvy enough to remember what he can do when he is healthy. So it's one of those things like I just was talking about on the last topic. A first-round pick doesn't do all that good to me because, you know what, the Carolina Panthers are one of those suspect teams drafting. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it misses, and, and you know, they've they've had a few misses in my lifetime for sure. So I don't necessarily trust Matt Rule. Like, I, I really don't trust Matt Rule. His, his, this is a proof-it year for Matt Rule, by the way. You know, if, if you ship out Christian McCaffrey and he's working with Sam Darnold and Chuba Hubbard, uh, Matt Rule might as well be minus 10,000 odds to get fired midseason because he ain't making it. So the Panthers are in this weird precarious situation where if you let go of McCaffrey and you decide full on rebuild, Matt Rule is going to really going to be your coach to take you to the promised land absolutely not. Please hang on to McCaffrey and just understand that he's a rare franchise piece. Let him let him prove it. Right now he's just damaged goods, right? So well I, I need yeah, I don't time. think there's any
0: use in trading him now. I mean, I looked at yeah. and I gave you the comparison, you obviously know I love David Johnson with the Cardinals and he had those couple years where he was banged up nonstop. And then they shipped him away. Now, they got DeAndre Hopkins in that deal, which I'd argue that was just the Texans being a bonehead, not just David Johnson (laughs) having that much value. But still, I mean, they got DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm sure maybe if, you know, the Panthers could get a DeAndre Hopkins back, maybe you change your mind. But you're not getting DeAndre Hopkins back. And Christian McCaffrey, we do know, I mean, when healthy, and that's now a big if, if he's healthy, but... He's one of the top three running backs in the league, and he's some someone you can't replace. It's not, oh, let's get a first-round pick. We'll go draft Christian McCaffrey 2.0 in the draft. It's not really how it works. There's a reason that Christian McCaffrey's record-setting years. It's because he's a mm-hmm. dime a dozen. There there's, are one in a million, whatever the saying is. He, there are not many Christian McCaffreys out there, and he really is the lifeblood of this offense. And without him, and you're putting Chuba Hubbard trying to make him Christian McCaffrey, it's not going to work. And so yeah. I don't, wouldn't want you guys to trade – I know you love McCaffrey and I love seeing him in the in the in the Charlotte in Charlotte and just with the Carolina Panthers it just will feel wrong seeing him in a different jersey. And so I hope he can kind of shut up the haters and do pretty well. I mean, it seems like he's had a lot of bad luck recently. It's not like he's not prepared. I and mean, we see we see his shirtless fix on IG. We, we see
1: <laughs> we see him
0: looking good. I know don't you like, like those. I know I see you break. I see liked by Logan Stacey. I'm like. Yeah, it sounds about right.
1: <laughs> See, calling our shot is now calling our sus. And uh you know what? If you've got a gr- girlfriend like Olivia Colpo, if you don't know who Olivia Colpo is, go look her up on, on the internet after you know, maybe during this. But if you have a girlfriend like that, Christian McCaffrey has to he has to stay in tip top shape to, <laughs> to maintain a girlfriend like that. Look, it, it makes it makes so much sense in the world. I mean, he's football ready. Those like you said, those picks, he's football ready. He just Gosh, he just got it. He's got to get exactly. You said you said he's just got to get lucky, right? Like it's it's bad luck to have the injuries he's had. You know, one of them was a wonky Thursday night football injury, which is still so haunts because I hate Thursday night football when these players are on short rest. So like that's just bad luck. Like what do you what else are you going to do about that? So get well soon, CMC. I still need to see you in that Panthers Union because it won't look right. Seeing him in some rando 31 other teams.
0: Oh yeah, no. The Panthers will be probably a bottom 4 team in offense and all all stat stat categories without him. And you know, I what I don't understand is why would you trade him if it's just for salary cap reasons? Now, I know you love the Panthers, but you and I both know they never make free agent splashes. It's not like they're never. going out Panthers have signed blah 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 to a 5-year 125 million No, it doesn't happen. I don't know how often the Panthers are right at the salary cap number or over, but it's not like, you know, and I, we love Charlotte. I would go live in Charlotte if someone told me I I could right now, but (laughs) I, I just don't, we don't see a lot of free agents going to Carolina to Charlotte to play with the Panthers. And it's not like, I just don't think getting rid of Christian McCaffrey and what you get back for him, unless it's, you know, a top, another pro bowler, it's not worth it. In my opinion, you just won't, it's, you can't replace that. And I know he's getting paid a good amount of money for not doing anything, but you can't possibly do worse than the past two years. I mean, right. Yeah. Question.
1: Question. Saquon Barkley for CMC straight up. You doing it. Ooh. I know this um, is interesting. Cause both have had that, that sort of recent injury tag to them. You doing that. If you're the Carolina Panthers, you do that deal straight up. I'm just saying like hypothetical to give us something to think about. Um,
0: ah, that's a tough question. Hmm. And
1: in the comments too, if you're still listening to this, let us know if you do that deal. Let, let's. I, I, I'm curious on everyone's opinion. Saquon for CMC straight up. Who says no?
0: That's tough. That's honestly a very tough question. I, I like the question. It's it's so tough because you, in the sake of um, <laughs> diversity in the NFL and having things change up, I'd say yes, I'd do the deal for a change of scenery for both guys. I think it'd be a great deal for the – the Panthers to get Saquon I know he has the injury title and whatever but he was running yeah. behind nothing last year and I guess he'll be running behind nothing in Carolina the too because offense, the their line offensive line stinks. stinks it's just like yeah. the Giants but maybe just to shake shake it up although I wouldn't really want to see either guy in a different jersey I, mean, I think all the people have Barkley 26 jerseys or McCaffrey 22 jerseys just and nah just
1: I, yeah it's dude. weird to just think about <laughs> it. it's just weird well I love I love CMC's ability like what I think McCaffrey has over, over Barkley would be, you know, by far the route running ability. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is pretty much, he's a hybrid slot receiver and the, the giants never really use Saquon Barkley in that role. Like he can, he can come out of the backfield and catch his passes every now and then, but he's not nearly what I would say the route runner that Christian McCaffrey is. So mm-hmm. in essence, I would like to, to, to retain Christian McCaffrey, but look, I mean, You better be getting a young star, a piece you can build around if you do ship him off. Do not give me some BS draft draft picks because that does nothing for me. It just makes me depressed. Uh, I would argue David Tepper. Do not do this deal right now. Don't don't entertain (laughs) it.
0: And, you know, I I would honestly probably say McCaffrey is better than Barkley when fully healthy, both guys. But it wouldn't be the worst deal in the world. I've certainly seen worse, worse uh, deals in the NFL.
1: This is true. This is true. We'll see what happens. Don't do the deal, David Tepper.
0: He I'm coming for you if you do. Who else does what they want? Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Uh, I know you mentioned him at the beginning. Been yeah. a very weird storyline um, over since. I mean, it was released on Monday. That obviously we saw Calvin Ridley last year. He dealt with some mental health things. He really didn't play hardly at all. I think he played maybe five or six games and was out the rest of the year. They didn't really say he's out for the year, but they're just like, he's away from the team, never returns. And then lo and behold, we find out, you know, six months later that he's suspended for this whole upcoming year, at least suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL games. And I saw he was betting on parlays and I saw that he was including the Falcons to win, which probably means he lost a lot of money. Um oh. <laughs> It's I know he said scenario. he only bet like 1500 There's a lot of different storylines that could go here. But what was your initial reaction to seeing this? Because we haven't seen something like this in, in a hot minute.
1: Right. So, you know what? I i have to I have to push back a little bit on this one, uh, especially to the people that are like, well, the NFL handles punishments differently, right? You know, they they handle you know, domestic violence, whatever, whatever you want to get into that, they handle it differently. But here they are making an example out of Calvin Ridley, fair or not fair, right? That's, that's not necessarily for me to say. But clearly, the NFL is once again, driving home the point, If you're a professional athlete, you cannot jeopardize the the integrity of the game really and bet on it, right? Because, you know, you can be accused of throwing the game, you can, you can be painting the NFL in a terrible light that they don't want to, there's, obviously a lot of hypocrisy that goes into this because the NFL pushes gambling some of their best you know partners are the sports books you know they've opened up a new stadium in Vegas where you you can bet in the Raiders stadium so I mean there's a lot of hypocrisy and a lot of people are pushing back he he's getting you know a huge punishment unjustly like this I don't think so I, I think they're they're trying to once again drive home to the players look even if you do it even if it's insignificant like some parlay bets or whatever like that you just simply can't do it because you know it, it puts the nfl in an absolutely compromised position
0: yeah you know i wanted to kind of go against it on this one but i agree with you now while i don't necessarily might not agree with the punishments that are given out for those domestic violence and those kind of ordeals but this is something if nfl had to make an example of you can't just say oh hey slap slap on the wrist here's two yeah. two weeks out you can't do that for ridley if because then it will just be like oh well, if i'm only gonna get two weeks you know maybe you know if i'm a bottom guy in the nfl who knows maybe i'll put my whole contract on something i, I don't know but it, it is it's unfortunate because calvin Ridley, you know one of those elite top 10 receivers in the league he's awesome and it stinks that we won't be able to see him for who knows how long because we really yeah. don't know we saw this happen with like pete rose and he's basically banished from, from MLB, not allowed to make the Hall of Fame, basically. Exactly. But I feel bad for Calvin Ridley, too, because he might not have known better. He was probably in a, a tough mental spot, so who knows how that went down. But I think the NFL had to do this. They had no choice but to to kind of you know, say, hey, we, we cannot tolerate any of this, even if it's just putting $1 on things and stuff like that. And it goes back to when I – uh, was a teaching assistant, or I was a, a tutor for UCF student athletes and they had really, really strict rules for this. They said basically you could not, you know, they said you couldn't do sports betting and this was back when I was college. Or like, you can't do sports betting and you know, all this sort of stuff. You can't help the student athletes in any sort of way. It's like you can't give them an unfair like advantage over the normal student. And that was really, you know, opening to my eyes because yeah, there was, could be, I could be tutoring a basketball player and he, be the best player on the team at the time taco fall was on the team and i got to see him but he could have been like yo austin i'm not i'm not playing tonight but he could have been in the roster and on the lines they were expecting him to play but lo and behold he was mm-hmm. doing something, an ankle injury or whatever it may be but I, i'm glad and sort of sad that the nfl had to do this and it stinks that it kind of came to light i know a lot of people have kind of made fun of it and I, I joked around that he's a new COS All Star in my most recent video, but I saw that. <laughs> but either way, it's 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 unfortunate for Ridley. Hopefully, you know we don't see something like this happen for a while. I mean, we haven't seen something like. There's been very few occurrences of this happening in the NFL, and it it just stinks because I really like Calvin Ridley, and it's unfortunate for Falcons fans, for the NFL as a whole that this had to happen. Because you're right, it's been I mean, one of the bigger partnerships is betting in the nfl and it's going to only get bigger so they're gonna have to really tighten up on this and they knew you know with more states legalizing it they have to put nip this in the bud right now or else it could get really out of hand but i've seen a lot of people comparing you know well what about this but then we've heard that story about what steven ross potentially paying brian flores to lose games and then you think about that and it's like and what are your thoughts on that because that's losing a lot of integrity if that does come out to be true you know he's Losing it, he's trying to lose games on purpose because that ruins the
1: integrity of the league as well. Oh, yeah, you, 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 that's that's one of those situations. I don't even think we really even maybe we touched on it. No, we hardly did. We did, it was like kind of brushed under the rug.
0: It was like, yeah, like they were paying me 100k and then. The NFL was like trying to sweep that on the road. Like, no
1: no no yeah <laughs> what are you well, talking about? that 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 you know i i i think we could have a 2 hour long podcast of what's wrong in the NFL because there's so much wrong and one of one of you know what the NFL does a lot of times is favor the favor the owners favor the high up executives and and you know it, it, it all comes down to where are you on the totem pole how important are you if you're up in the owner slash you know, CEOs that that type of importance to the NFL, they're gonna cut you some breaks. They're gonna act like a lot of what you did was was okay, or or maybe just a slap on the wrist. Maybe you got you know a fine behind closed doors, or some some type of things like that. But Brian Flores just comes out and you know he 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 essentially is is crying to the to the public. Hey, look, th- this sorts of stuff goes on behind closed doors, and the NFL is not really doing anything about it. I mean, we have, a, we have, a, as you know, consumers of the NFL product, we have a lot of you know questions and I have a lot of issues with just giving the owners and, and giving, you know, those, those high up executives free passes. That's that, that compromises the, the integrity of the game 100%. And for anybody that wants to say, Oh, the NFL's rigged. Okay. Yeah. If, 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 if what is, is happening, you know, if what is alleged is happening is actually happening where people might be p- getting paid to throw games, that would absolutely constitute as as being rigged, and that that is not what what I want to see.
0: Yeah, the NFL can't afford that to happen. I know when people saw this about Ridley, they immediately started posting, you know, clips of. I think the most funny one that I saw was like oh, Nikola Vucevic. Someone posted a Vucevic uh, pro, uh, bet that was like, "You can't tell me Vucevic isn't betting his unders," because there was like someone showed him getting a rebound, and no one was near him, and he just he just punched it away or something like that. And then you probably, I know he's a. Uh, someone on the channel, we kind of ridicule a guy like DeAndre. And if it came out that he was betting his unders wouldn't surprise me at all. Cause that man does not look <laughs> interested some nights, but by the way, it is kind of an unfortunate issue. And hopefully, you know, this kind of eradicates it. I know it stinks for, I mean, I know sports betting has become super, you know, I mean, it's, it's growing day in and day out. There's a reason, you know, our, our channel continues to grow and we appreciate all the new people subscribing and becoming all stars and all that stuff. But Betting is increasing, but the NFL has to tighten up on this. And it wouldn't surprise me if maybe we see more of these issues in the coming, you know, years. Maybe as you know, sports betting becomes more popular, whether it's just being the NBA, NFL, even the MLB, it would not surprise me whatsoever.
1: Yeah. You you know, you, you just simply can't have it for the for the game's sake. Because when somebody, you know, when somebody turns on the NFL, the the gambling is in their face, right? I, I talked about the ads and everything. Mm-hmm. And like the last thing you want to do if you're even are gambling on these games is you don't want to believe that there's any sort of outside influence other than it's just the players lining up and playing the game. Because if there is, that's just completely going to ruin the sport going to completely ruin things. So again, you know, they had to do this. There's, there's no other chance. And I you know for Calvin Wrigley, I mean, the memes, you know, absolutely came out of the floodgates. The, the, the best thing to sum this up though, for him, he bet he wagered fifteen hundred dollars, lost eleven roughly eleven million because he is losing a full year's salary. So rough deal for Calvin Ridley. Uh, you know, but you know what? Hope hope other players at least learn from his mistakes.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what I think a lot of people will learn from it is, you know, NFL is gonna make a good example of Ridley and we'll see you know and we'll see when ridley's back because there's really no timetable i mean they said indefinitely they said at least all at 22 and and hopefully he's back for next year kind of stinks to your falcons fan we'll see uh falcons have a lot of questions to answer as well with i mean i don't know what they're going to do on offensive will matt ryan be back i mean they were relying on quarter patterson to do everything last year maybe i mean kyle pitts is still you know kyle pitts you love him but I don't know what you do as a Falcons fan. I, NFC- you, were, you were so down bad because you didn't have Ridley for the whole year, basically. And then you're like, all right, mm-hmm. at least he's coming back. And then you log on to Twitter and you're like, you got to be kidding me.
1: Yeah, the NFC South, again, it's a toilet bowl <laughs> division. It's a po- it's going to be a poverty division. Whoever, whoever comes out with maybe seven, eight wins is winning that division. Guaranteed yeah, that
0: division is going to be so bad. With the Saints not getting Wilson or Rodgers. Yeah. Probably settle for. I don't know what the heck they're doing. The who knows what the Bucks do, yeah. that would be. It'd be cool if Deshaun Watson went to the Bucks. I think that'd be fun. But who knows what the heck Deshaun Watson's doing? That's another question know. that we have to wait. And maybe, maybe that's something that changes over the next week. Maybe we see some Deshaun Watson chatter because now that these two big dominoes, I feel like he's the next domino. Although you know he has so many off the field things, which it's been so weird that all that stuff has not been sorted out by now. But. Either way, I think he's the next big QB domino. Besides him, like Carson Wentz, any other guys you think you know within the next week or so, by the next podcast, that might be uh, dealt or changed?
1: No, I mean it's it really like you you like you kind of mentioned. I mean the Deshaun Watson thing. It's you know I, I'm kind of exhausted even thinking about it because of the, think about the timeline of how long that's been going on and still unresolved. There's just some really deep legal stuff. This is a fun supposed to be a fun podcast. I'm it's not true. talking about the Sean Watson and his legal yeah. issues. So that's that we're tabling that. But, you know, like, like we said, you know, the the, NFS, the NFL offseason is just fun to talk about for days like this where we just see, you know, a, a complete crazy trade go down. So you'll have to see
0: it. Yeah. And there's going to be, a t- I'm sure, a ton of things that happen within the next two weeks with free agency starting up. And if yep. we get some fun things to chat about as well. Um, there is no news as of this right now, by the end of the podcast, that there's any news on the MLB lockout. Hopefully Tough. we're. We're wrong, and by tomorrow morning, by the time the podcast goes live at ten a.m., maybe there's some updated MLBs back. But I would love to be uh be talking about that next week. But either way, anything else you want to close out this podcast with? No, nope.
1: I I echo your sentiments. I would I would love to see some baseball, but you know NBA still fun, and you're you're you you're getting us a lot of new COS All Stars. So I gotta I gotta I gotta shout out all those COS All Stars. You always show them some love in in the morning so you know a, a big shout out to you guys you guys are pretty much the the things that put the smile on my face every time every time i check and i see that number you know growing you guys in the community are the absolute
0: best. Yeah, the all-stars are the real MVPs. They're probably the people listening all the way to the po- end of the podcast, but we appreciate yep. all you guys for listening to the podcast. If you want to do us a favor, and we would ha- it would help a lot, if you go to uh, the link in the description, call in our uh, sprout or something like that, and go download the call in Our Shot podcast, give us a good rating. We would appreciate that. I think we're at over 1,200 downloads with, uh, all time, so that's really cool. That helps us and it helps us get some partnerships down the line where we're like, yo, we have this many downloads on our podcast. and We have some cool ideas for the podcast, maybe bringing on some special guests over the next couple years maybe even bring on some of you guys which would be pretty cool to do mm. but that's just a couple teasers um we'll have a lot of things that we are working on but we appreciate you guys for tuning into the podcast and this has been austin for logan we're gonna see you guys again next week hopefully we have i'm sure we'll have a ton of different new topics to talk about hopefully the MLB's back and we'll see you guys again next week this has been the call in our shop podcast episode 27 and we'll catch you guys in